Welcome to the Gaining Momentum Podcast with your hosts, Abby and Megan. This is the podcast where we try our best to parent our kids for the world we want them to grow up in and the world we live in now. Welcome, welcome, Gaining Momentum community. Abby and Megan here. We're back for another mini-sode, and I have extraordinary news. We are out of quarantine jail. This is a big deal. Abby, what did you do with your first day of freedom? How does it feel? Oh, it feels good. It feels it feels really glorious. Where I am now, the restrictions are such that if somebody lives alone, they're allowed to see one other person. So my mom lives alone. So she was allowed to see me. So I went for a walk with my mom. That's lovely. And it's my first time in my neighborhood. Nice. And so I now know like what streets I live between. (laughs) Yeah. Like it was interesting. I saw my neighborhood for the first time. That's amazing. Did the kids that you've been talking about who are so awesome, did they pop out today at all and and see your kids? At bedtime. They popped out right at bedtime. Good timing neighborhood kids. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, my kids definitely looking forward to that. What about you? How are you doing post-isolation? Good, good. We were out a little earlier than you, like prior to the weekend, but it's my four-year-old's birthday this weekend. So that was really good timing. Yeah, it's been really lovely to be able to actually enjoy like outside and just like you know, be a part of the world again, ever so, ever so limitedly, but still, mm-hmm. but I, it's like so funny because we have been in quarantine for the last two weeks and we were not prepared at all for this birthday. Like we hadn't done any shopping oh, right. or like really thought about it too much just with every busyness of life. So then like I, I fully panic, panic purchased. <laughs> I just like hopped on Toys R Us website and was like, what, what can I find? What can I find? <laughs> they didn't have like a child in the picture for scale. And there was like this like Hot Wheels garage. So I was like, oh, well, that seems a little pricey, but like uh, we need something like I'm sure he'll like that. And I I also thought it had a dinosaur theme because my kid's really into dinosaurs right now. So I bought it and it was like on sale and it was I could get it like curbside or whatever. Someone put it in my trunk, but we actually like pulled it out and built it. It's the most aggressive, like massive (laughs) Hot Wheels, like garage slash like jump set and I've just been laughing so hard all day because it also the what I thought was a dinosaur it was actually like a big shark head that like gobbles <laughs> up the cars so it's like I didn't even have it right on that end my kid's in his glory he can't believe this luck that, like, <laughs> he got this toy um my older kid is like really side-eyeing though like really, how come he gets this and I never totally did. sense of justice is like really kicking in I'm like now it's a statement piece in our household nice see there you go it's a, it's a piece of decor yeah so turn it up during the core core yeah totally I sorry I feel like at any moment now if you see me closing my eyes it's not because I'm not interested in conversation it's just because <laughs> I my uh, child I think he, I don't know, took it upon himself to become like the nightly bed check monitor. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh So he's conducting bed checks. His schedule is a little bit intense. He (laughs) decided at 3.45 this morning to, you know, pop out and do a a bed check. I woke up to the sound of my child being like, mom, 
where are you? Oh no. And I was like, oh, it's gotta be like daytime. And I've slept in and I looked and I was mm-hmm. like, I can't see anything, which tells me it's night. So I like yeah. checked my phone. And I was like three 45 AM. Cool. 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 No, 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 and no, no. You get back to bed. <laughs> pacing around yelling, mom, where are you? And so oh, I was no. like, I'm in my bed sleeping. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's a good you start doing? to the day. <laughs> did he go back? Did he go back to sleep? Yeah, he did. He was just like, oh, I didn't see you. And I was like, we do not sleep in the same room. So that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wondering because I know you're in a new house like I'm wondering if like that's part of the adjustment is like just you know when you wake up disoriented it's probably the same for a kid and then he's like where am I and where's everybody else yeah yeah he just seems nice to touch base and it's funny because thanks to Gray and Mm -hmm. Megan from our last convo yeah I like I think I handled it pretty well I have definitely been practicing some of the things we learned from them which um my patience has been Not, I want to say top notch because that's kind of an oversell, but yeah. it's been like, it's been higher. I have a higher patience threshold lately. That's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. On that note, like, was that, what were some of like your takeaways from that conversation? Because it was a pretty powerful conversation and we got lots of listener feedback about people really loving that episode and learning a lot from what Megan and Gray both had to share. Well, I learned actually something from each of them that I've been implementing and kind of chewing on and thinking about since our conversation. Mm-hmm. So what I take away from Megan is the, my use of the word just, mm-hmm. I think about mm-hmm. that a lot. She was saying, you know, how with her child, it's not like, just do this, just do that. Like for right. him, it is a big deal. So even though for her, it might not seem like anything mm-hmm. in his eyes, it is. And so she's, you know, getting that glimpse into his world and right. responding in a way that makes it, a positive, more positive experience for both herself and her child. Mm-hmm. And so I realized, I, or I realize now I use the word just so mm-hmm. much in my parenting mm. and that is not just. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like, a, it's almost like a, I think what I think about when you put that on the table is like empathy, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's like bringing more empathy to our parenting. Cause it's like, we're frustrated. We're like, just like, just do the thing or just do, you know, yeah. it's not that big of a deal, but like what, what she's, you know, like encouraging there is to like, take a step back and like really put yourself in their shoes. Yeah. And like maybe putting ourselves in their shoes, but like a little less Nike, a little less, just do it. And maybe yeah. like a little more taking our time and just understanding. And yeah. So Thanks, Megan. If you're listening to this, I've found that to be really helpful. And Mm -hmm. I've been relying on that a lot when I can hear myself about to say it Mm -hmm. and reframing it and figuring out a different way to say it. And also like not just to say the same sentiment, but to pause and realize, is it just that? Because I'm not a four-year-old. So of course Mm -hmm. it's different to me than Mm -hmm. it is to my child. Yeah. Why does this feel big? Right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Why does this feel big? Exactly. Mm -hmm. So what was one of your takeaways? Oh, I had lots, but like for sure, just especially the discussion um, that both Megan and Gray were contributing to around other people and like mm. pleasing other people or caring about like what other people think. That's certainly been something in my experience that has like come and gone at times where, mm-hmm. you know, I am like thinking about judgment or I am like I am a perpetual people pleaser also, which is something I'm working on. But like there's been a really like hard learning curve for me around like other people and their like pleasing their needs mm-hmm. is actually not priority over like pleasing my child's needs or mm-hmm. like getting making sure that my child is being put first in terms of their feelings and their well-being. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a good reminder for me because like I, I slip in and out of that. Like, you know, whether it comes to like having to have a tough conversation with a teacher or like mm-hmm. an, 
you know, like um, challenging something that's going on. Like that's not a place of comfort for me, but it's been one that I've had to really push myself to be comfortable doing uh, because I do have a kid who sometimes has those ex- extra needs that need require addressing. And especially earlier on when like we were really struggling within the school system, like, and just really having to like have those tough discussions um, and know like, I can't, I'm not going to be likable in this conversation. Right. Um, you know, like whether that's a me problem or that, you know, like maybe, maybe that wasn't even true, but just like really reckoning with that, um, likability is not the goal over like my kids, um, well-being and what they need. So both Megan and Gray kind of reminded me about like, you know, grounding in that, mm-hmm. especially like that beach story. And then yes, like, yes. some of Gray's examples that she shared in her experience, like those, those folks just like, it's not about like being mad about it. It's not about like judgment on their end either. It's like, that's where they're at. Yes. And we're in a different place. So I really liked that perspective. Me too. My other big takeaway I'd say was just, um, like, you know, Megan and gray reflected different parts of the journey. Mm -hmm. You know, gray has been kind of in this place for a little bit longer and like a lot longer. um, Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that I think was really special about that conversation is that we got to like reflect those different parts of the journey and also just like not that there was like a vast difference in perspective at all but like however people are managing and whatever they're doing and whatever's working for their family is good like and and is as long as it's good for that kid it's good yes and so I I really liked that like listeners got to kind of hear like you know like different perspectives and then also like where people are at in their journey is where they're at and that's okay yes that's that dovetails with my other takeaway because I was, I've been thinking a lot about, um, sort of, you know, Gray had said, it's not about getting mommy points. It's not about yeah. getting parenting points and keeping score. You know, right. if your kid has ice cream for breakfast one day, so your kid has <laughs> ice cream for breakfast. And I, totally. I think that has been a real game changer for me because I'm always in my head. I'm like, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. Should, 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 yeah. should, should, should. And I just get so bogged down with the shoulds that I'm losing sight of the moment that I'm in. Totally. And so that was really helpful for me to get me to kind of stop and pause yeah. and be like, honestly, does this matter? No. no. Okay. Then let's proceed. We're good. Yeah. I think we need to put should to bed as like a concept in parenting period. And yes. it's like, there's got to be a different way of addressing. Like I want to do something differently. And like, should is just like the wrong, I don't know the grammaric term, but like it's the wrong word. Cause there's, it's just like too loaded up with like a judgment. You yes. Know? Yes. It doesn't and- mean that we can't make changes if something's not working and tr- try to do things differently if we need to do that. But like that should thing just feels really gross. I like that. Let's put should to bed. Yeah. And before I put myself to bed, should we talk about what our listeners <laughs> responded to with the polls? Yeah, for sure. So like um, what I thought was really cool actually is that um, we we had only a few people who articulated that they um, are parenting a child who's neurodiverse or has diverse abilities. Mm-hmm. But what we had actually like a lot of was folks saying that they've had to advocate for their kid, um, whether that's like in school or socially or with family or whatever. So I thought that was really interesting. It's like not advocacy is not limited to like when we have like specific needs or it sounds to me like no matter where people's kids are at in their wiring and their makeup and who they are, Mm -hmm. um, parents are having to advocate for what those kids need in lots of different environments. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was cool. I thought there was some universality around that. The other thing was once again, just like lots of honesty from people, which I, I find really refreshing. So folks <laughs> articulating that, you know, maybe they're not talking about diverse abilities in their household, mm-hmm. or they haven't found a way to do that in a way that feels good or meaningful. Organic. Um, 
or organic. Yeah, for sure. So I think a, I want to just commend folks for being super honest. Yeah. Um, Cause you. that's, that's a lot of vulnerability right there. And B I'm super happy that you're joining us because hopefully we have some resources and some other things that we can offer. And if you'd like to sort of start to visit that conversation and, and think about how to do that. Yeah. Find a way in. Yeah, totally. Totally. Find a way in. Cause we know, you know, even just based on the things that were shared in the episode for Megan and Gray, the more that we normalize, the more that we create kindness and empathy. And I'm sure families are doing that. Um, but just like understanding the better off everybody is right. Yes. And I feel like that's the big theme from every episode we've ever done. Yep. Normalize the conversation. And if it's uncomfortable for you, get comfortable being uncomfortable because it's worth it. Absolutely. And it's okay that you're uncomfortable. Like we're here to support and we're not always comfortable either, but let's do this as a community, right? Yes. The gaining momentum community with that. I I gotta go. My eyes are like closing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. See you next time. We acknowledge that gaining momentum is recorded, produced, and edited on the unceded territory of the Selic Okanagan people and the traditional lands of the Anishinaabe, Anina, Oji Cree, Dena, and Dakota peoples, and on the homeland of the Métis Nation. Gaining momentum. Gaining hosted Megan and Abby. With artwork by Catherine Katjak. With music by Evan Dysart. Please check our show notes with each episode for more information on Catherine and Evan, plus how you can stay in touch with us through email, Instagram, and Facebook. We look forward to hearing from you.